You're listening to the Carry On Friends podcast, episode 37. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Happy summer, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. Today's topic is part of the mini series, takeaways and action items. And this is generally action items and takeaways that we've had from um, previous podcasts. And being that it's summer, and everyone wants to go out and spend time with family or just like shoot the breeze or just have a vacation. I figured that this would be a great episode to do takeaways and action items on happy hours and balance. Now, if you did not listen to the prior takeaways and action items episode, it's usually a summary or key points from other podcasts. So are you ready for takeaways and action items on happy hours and balance? Let's go. So first up is episode 25 with Julian Gordon. And in this episode, we talked about creating more happy hours. So the first takeaway from this episode is magnify the good already happening in our lives. Many of us can experience happy hours if we simply magnify the good that is already happening in our lives that we really don't notice because we're too busy rushing about from one task, from one place to the other, or because we just focus on the bad things that are happening to us. In this episode, Julian says, happy hours are all around us and are available to us. And happiness is in the here and now. It's in moments. And he explains that because in this moment, you experience something that's a happy hour. It, you can't pause that and go and go do something else and come back to that happy moment. It's, it's really in that moment you have to experience the happiness. According to Julian, oftentimes we don't experience happy hours because a lot of us are trying to be in too many places at once, doing too many things. And when, when it comes to a moment, a moment is like a really small bubble and you can only be in that moment at that time. You can't fully experience moments if your mind is elsewhere. And that's so true. You know, you sit here, you are with friends and how many times your mind is drifted off someplace and everyone's laughing and then you come back and you're like, what, 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 what's the joke? You've missed that moment, right? So takeaway number two, change the metric in which we define success. So What is your definition of success? Most of us don't have one single definition of success throughout our entire lives. It's usually something we revisit and change on a yearly basis. And for some people like myself, frequently. From there, we create new or different goals from this new definition of success. Julian mentions the 4.0 from high school and college, and he noticed that a lot of people got good grades, and they might have had 4.0, 3.9, 3.8, whatever, and realized that that grading had no bearing on their levels of success. Instead, Julian suggests another 4.0 as a metric for success. This other 4.0 is critical for your success throughout your entire life. They are 
One, your personal capital, which is how well you know yourself, your awareness and your gift, talent, strengths, and skills. Two, your intellectual capital, which is what you know, and that's either mastery of a skill or a subject. And a lot of people may have majored at something in college, and they may be working in that industry, but they don't have a mastery because they can't go to the market and offer that skill. So if, for instance, if they should get fired today, they can go and sell their services as a consultant or whichever other opportunity they can. Um, so someone who, and a good example of that is, you know, my friend Kalila, let's say she worked in a restaurant and she no longer worked at a restaurant. Kalila can open shop and sell cakes on her own. She does not need to necessarily work with someone else. And, and that's, that's a very simple example. Um, whereas you have, well, Kalila may not see a job simple, but you know, that's a really clear example of having a mastery of something that you, it, you can have a job doing the skill, but you don't necessarily need that job to sell the service and have clients that actually patronize your business. The third, your social capital, which is who you know and who knows you. And this is your networks. We've spoken about this in other episodes, but it's really your network in all directions, up, down, across, and out. And then four, your financial capital, which is who knows that you know what you know. And so your financial capital grows at the intersection of your intellectual and social capital. So the more people that know that you know how to get them a job or how to bake a cake, the more opportunities bake really good cakes, the more opportunities are going to come your way because now someone can say, oh, I know someone who does that or can help with this. But if you have this great intellectual capital and nobody knows that you have it, then you get no financial reward from all the brilliance that you have. So this is the other 4.0 Julian talks about in terms of success. And why is this important to creating um, happy hours? Because a lot of people aren't necessarily happy where they are and they're using a different different definition of success. So in order to create more happy hours, you have to change that definition of success using these four these this new 4.0 and align accordingly to get you to that level of happiness that you want or success that you want. Takeaway number three, live intentionally by creating the life you want. So many of us have navigated our lives unintentionally, and it is really hard to experience more happy hours when you feel that life is happening to you as opposed to you co-creating the life that you have. So Julian says, whenever you feel like you're supposed to do something, it's really hard to feel happiness. And a lot of us have been taught to be good, get good grades, get to a good school, get a good job. And we're on that track and we're checking off all the boxes that society says or some our parents or someone else says, but it's someone else's plan or vision for our lives. And we are successful on that plan. But if we succeed according to someone else's definition of success and not our own, it's really hard to be happy with that. And so it is really about taking a step back. Julian has 
um, a New Year guide that I've used. It's a really great tool that normally we use in December, but really it can be used at any time of the year. And in fact, if you're listening to this and you've never used the New Year guide and you want to be intentional about creating your life, I encourage you to download this New Year guide because it really lays out and asks questions to get you thinking as to what you want to do with your life. At any moment in your life, you can just take a step back and ask yourself, what do you want? And really, that's a really hard question for most of us to answer because a lot of us know what we don't want. You don't want the short man. You don't want this job. You don't want that. And, you know, we we can list all the things we don't want. However, when you ask people what they do want, that's a hard question. But once you start getting clarity on the answers to the questions, you start moving your life in that direction. I could tell you once you start writing things down, I'm a big advocate for a journal. I have a journal and um, I also sell one. And once you start writing and you start making those intentions, things just kind of flow. So your life no longer becomes that competitive thing that you have because you're trying to run someone else's race. You are running your race. You are not trying to compare or beat to someone else. You have an idea of what works for you. You are not competing against anyone. You're simply creating the life that you want. Those were the top three takeaways from that episode with Julian Gordon. So if you're thinking, yeah, mm, all right, so what? Creating happy hours. I'd love to create more happy hours, but you know what? Balancing work, side hustle, life, family is hard. Enter episode 29 with Eva Wilson, creating a healthy work-life balance so you don't lose yourself. So the first takeaway that I had from that podcast with Eva is we can do a lot of things if we're really focused, but we cannot do everything. And you're probably like, that's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious, but we still think that we can do it, right? We we can do a lot of things when we're focused and that's great, but we also should know our limits. We shouldn't look at someone else's life and think it's perfect and they're getting things done because it's not always the case. Someone might have it more together in one area, but in other area, things are falling apart. So do again, going back, do not compare yourself. Don't look at what anyone else is doing. Instead, try to redirect your thoughts and action every time you think you could or you should be doing everything or more than you're currently doing, even when you're booked or maxed out. And then you want to focus on what you can get done and not what uh, what you think others are getting done. Again, stop focusing on other people and myself included. I can't look at what someone else is doing and say, oh, I should be doing that because I got my limits. I don't know what free time they have, what other resources. I know my situation. I don't know the other person's situation. And so I can't fit what works for them. You know, in comes the Jamaican saying, puss and dog don't have the same luck. And so with that being said, I have to stay in my lane. Takeaway number two, the fun stuff cannot wait. This was like one of my favorite takeaways right? So sometimes we have deadlines and we're busy and we're think, we think sacrificing, you know, having fun or hanging out with the family, you know, will help us finish a deadline and we can do it some other time. The truth is oftentimes um, that some other time doesn't really happen. We keep putting it off because we think this fun stuff can always wait. You have to get to the serious stuff. You have to get to the deadline. 
when we put off the fun times with families and friends, it results in the stress and guilt that I spoke about before where you want to do everything and you can't or you feel guilty from the stuff that you're meant to do. So work, the blog posts, the podcast, all of that could wait. But the fun stuff, the spontaneous stuff that come up cannot wait. A perfect example, right after this episode, I was in the kitchen a Sunday and we were getting ready to cook dinner and my son wanted to play Just Dance. And I looked over at him because I've been meaning to do Just Dance with him because he is like killing it in Just Dance. He's going really hard in the dance. Even when he's not really doing it, he's just like stomping. And I just went over there, turned on the other remote and I joined him in Just Dance. And it was just such a great feeling because he was so happy. I was happy. I was more relaxed. So everyone needs a break. It may seem that the fun stuff is taking away from work, but oftentimes when we make time for the fun stuff, we are re-energized for that work, that blog post, that podcast, the cooking. More importantly, you may feel guilty about not getting work done, but that guilt is nothing, absolutely nothing like the one you feel when you're not spending time with your family. Takeaway number three, let others know how they can support you. We all have different tactics. I have, I know I have different procrastination tactics or different habits that we formed over the years for when we're overwhelmed or when we're avoiding something or when we're just going through something, we, we resort to those things. And you think of those like when I got too much to do or I don't feel like doing it, oop, I want to sleep, I want to watch TV, I want to do everything but be in the house or do what I'm supposed to do. Because when you're this, when you're this self-aware and you know your habits, you should make your friends know what your your choice or your delay tactic is or your procrastination tactic is because they can help you once they know your habits. So if I'm avoiding doing something, I'm making excuses. You know, my friends, Michaela, Sarita, all of them, Stacey, all of them could say, mm, you're supposed to be doing this. You're not doing it. You know, they, they, they'll know that and they'll help you or motivate you and encourage you to do that. By keeping your friends informed about the issues or how you deal with certain issues, you help them to help you by being able to recognize the signs and how they can help. They can help pull you out of that and be a source of encouragement because they help you to cope. The last takeaway, number four, ask your family what they need from you. And I had this aha moment when she said that. She said, it's good to ask your family what they need from you because you might be surprised to find out the thing you think they need from you is not what they want. And so I might be running around trying to make sure I got this done and this done. And at the end of the day, my kids are like, no, mommy, we just don't watch TV and eat this. And, you know, a lot of times it's Caribbean women or from a Korean culture, things are supposed to be set and done in an order in a particular way. And I'm guilty of just doing things in a particular order. And, you know, sometimes that's not what our family wants from us. The things that we keep beating up ourselves to do or, or, or the beating up ourselves for the things that we're not doing may not matter to them. They're just like, mm. so, you know, ask them what they need. Maybe my daughter need me to always, whatever it is teenagers want she might just like you know mommy I just want us to go get our hair done together you know or my son might just say mommy you know I don't want to do all that let's just watch tv or play just dance you know perfect example so um that last takeaway was really a aha moment for me and I've been trying to do this um when I'm aware that I haven't been doing it as much and 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 that's the other thing I want to add to all of these takeaways 
you know, you may not remember them every single minute of the day, but when you do, just just act on it. Do not beat up yourself for not remembering. Whenever you remember it, just kind of redirect the actions and, you know, move accordingly. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what other things that you can be doing right now to create a healthy work-life balance and to create more happy hours. Remember to share the love on Twitter, on Facebook, tell your friends, let me know what you think about the show. As always, I'm happy to hear from you. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Carry On Friends and um, on Facebook at Carry On Friends. And um, thank you to everyone who's already reviewed the podcast. If you haven't already, please give us a review and rating in iTunes. Um, Your feedback is much appreciated. Until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.